Good Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy, Robert. Oh, I didn't even, I actually said his name this time. Oh, man, <laughs> oh, I screwed it up. Oh, the other guy, Robert. Man, well, anyway, we're here once again in the big room with the tiny table for good conversation right here on Good Talk. I got to take this scrunchie. I'm moving up. up in the world, man. I went from the other guy to actually having a name. I now. gave you a name. <laughs> I feel pretty special. Oh man! Sorry, I got to dial in my volumes here. I heard. I, well, I we heard, need a mixer. We I heard your a, disgust of my good talk this time. I heard. Uh, my yeah, dear. it hurt when you went in <laughs> that time. Is uh, yeah. So I think it's because I get it at a really good level when we're doing uh-huh. this, and then you go up a level when you do yep. the intro. You know what I mean? So I got to start preparing now. We need a sound engineer. I do need somebody. Uh, submit applications at. <laughs> <laughs> you can email me at office at cwl.org and say I'd like to apply to be the good talk engineer. <laughs> We're bypassing Noodle Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh-huh. Well, he can submit an application. We'll take it into consideration. <laughs> uh, just for the record, it's a non-paid position. It is a goodness of your heart volunteered. <laughs> uh, your reward is treasures uh, in heaven. <laughs> your reward is treasures in heaven. I like it. We'll uh, go with it. We'll go with it. We'll there'll be it. a crown just for you. <laughs> The audio <laughs> podcast crowd. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that blasphemous? Are we getting? No, are we going because weird honestly, right now? I believe that our podcast is making a difference for at least one person Amen. in the world. You I know? do believe and that. So that is. Uh, it, it's it, helped me a lot. Honestly, it really has. A lot has. of the things we've talked about and stuff like that. It's, it's been a it's been a blessing to me. I've so. told you, there's been times where I go back and listen. I'm just like, wow. I got something out of that. And I, we talked smart. about it. And it's like, oh, thanks, me. I appreciate that. Thanks, Rob. Like, thanks, you know? thanks, Holy Ghost in me. <laughs> right? Thanks, it's like, teacher. Okay, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, uh, I don't remember which day it was weird. now because time's weird. But you started. You said something. Time about, like, is. Someone weird. was like calling you to like try to buy your house. Yeah. Like mm. like how 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 did that even happen? <laughs> well, you know, you get tons of robocalls a day. Yeah. I, like I. Why get did tons. you actually answer this one? Sometimes I just get tired of it, man. You and just, I'm like, you feel like playing with somebody. Yeah, like it just depends. <laughs> if they catch, I really me, want to talk to somebody today. <laughs> if they catch me in a mood, I'd like yeah. to give them a pretty hard time. Yeah. And so I, I this is so bad. I shouldn't share this story. <laughs> I picked up, and I acted like we had a bad connection. Oh my gosh! I was like, like what? She, yeah, she was like, "Hi, my name's Kara," and I'm like, "What? You're what? I can't hear you. I think we got a bad connection." And I went on, and Rachel was sitting right there, and she's just shaking her head. Oh. Oh my gosh, and, that's uh, so good. And she that's was so like, funny. She's like, we're with house buyers. And I was like, you're with what? <laughs> and that just, I, it was funny. I don't remember what I said now, but it was funny because she said, we're with house buyers. And I repeated something back to her. I was like, you're plumbers? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like way out of left field. And so anyways, I, and then after I gave her a hard time like that, I was like, uh, okay, I can hear you now. And she's like, yeah, we're looking to buy homes in your area. Are you guys interested in selling? And I told her, I was like, you can buy my house for $500,000. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's way overpriced for my home. But, you know, if they're desperate. If they and, really want it. I mean, I would sell my house for $500,000. Oh, that'd and, be a huge profit. At least at that point, you could easily buy your same house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, at right least. Now, yeah. <laughs> right now. Well, five hundred k might be a slight upgrade from what we have now. I think it would be actually a pretty good upgrade because I you know, don't want to disclose how much our house is worth. But it would be a good upgrade. You might have a smaller yard. That'd be where you'd lose your. Uh, in, you think in, in Madison, if you bought in Madison, that'd probably yeah. be your only thing. You'd probably you'd probably have a smaller yard, or you might have the same yard. I'm not entirely sure what you could get for 500k in Madison because I just don't shop because mm-hmm. I have a house and I I know house prices I think have gone up a lot. Oh yeah, and so but it was funny because after I told her I was like, you can buy my my house is for sale for five hundred thousand dollars. She was like, uh, <laughs> and she said like, this is. And then she just hung up. Oh, my gosh. 
I felt bad afterwards, but I was like, that's what you get for calling my oh phone. My gosh. Don't call my phone and you won't get harassed. I mean, I did it in love. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It, well, was, I, it was good spirited. I wasn't malicious or mean. I, I, you know, I wasn't hostile towards her. I just was giving her a hard time. If she's going to bother me and steal time, <laughs> then she's got to expect. And I'm picking on her. Surely there's a, they get a lot of those, I'm sure. But you think? I, I mean, maybe. Okay, I will say there was a time where uh, I have a Robo Killer app on my phone now to mm. where if I don't know the number, it will default go to this app to where I don't even have to like so deal with good. it anymore. Man. I have to pay like $5 a month for it, but it's worth it. Because yeah. what's cool is if when they call me and they're actually a legit person, my message will say, hey, if you actually need me, you can text me. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah. So it's like, if you're a real person, you can text me. And then that's usually how I find out like, hey, this actually person needs to like get a can hold of me. Can these people that are doing like the robocalls not text you? Uh, I guess the robocall ones can't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they could, but they probably just don't like take the time. Take the time. Like, Let's just go to the next person. Who, yes. who else can we scam out of some money today? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, so anyway, I was off of that. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. But before I had that, I kept getting all the time of like these people being like, hey, your social security number has been compromised. We need you to confirm mm. this. And so like one time, like I was just like so tired of it that I answered. I pretty much did the same thing. I was just like, oh yeah, just go ahead and cancel it. Freeze my account. Freeze everything. And no, guy, you did Yeah, I was just like, freeze it all. And they're just like, what? I'm just like, yeah, I was like, freeze it all. I was like, I don't need it anymore. Like, I, I don't care. I don't need to apply for anything. I'm set with what I met. And the yeah. guy's just like, well, can you confirm your social security number to, to, to freeze it? And I was like, well, if you already know it, you're good. <laughs> I was oh. like, I was like, it's fine. I was like, I'll trust your judgment. You just freeze oh. it. <laughs> I trust your judgment. <laughs> you trust your judgment, man. You just freeze it. And then they hung up on me. But it was still, it was like, I, was, I don't know. I was in a mood too. I was just like, yeah. stop talking to me. Stop. <laughs> Listen, so anyone that's, because sometimes I think we have a younger demographic, hopefully that's listening to us, and an older demographic. We, we don't disagree. We don't care. Anybody of any age. But some wisdom. Oh, wisdom. If anybody ever asks for your social security number, do not give it to yeah, them. There is nobody you need to give your social <laughs> right. security number to on a phone call like that. You know, even I found out I think this is going to help someone, maybe not spiritually. This but is natural, natural wisdom. Natural wisdom. I even found out like when they call you and they're like, is this Robert Conover? You cannot say Don't yes. Don't say yes. Because they can record that and then use that as you giving them permission to mm -hmm. do something. They'll manipulate the audio. Yeah. So I never answer yes when they ask my name. I'm, I'm just, just like, like, who's this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah. I'm like, who's speaking? I always ask them. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> don't worry about it. you called me. You uh, who are you? <laughs> so, but yeah, just don't give out. I don't give out any advice. It's a weird world, man. Don't it's a don't weird Well, world. not any advice. Don't give out any personal information. No one needs to know where you live. No one needs to know your uh, your birthday. No one needs to know your social. Don't give out any personal information. <laughs> it is personal information. That's right. It's personal. Keep yeah, it I feel close like to I did my chest. dad responsibility for today. <laughs> you helped out someone. <laughs> I today. helped out someone. I will say this though. It took me a long time to even remember my social security. Yeah. Number. Like that was something that <laughs> I'd be like 20 years old and like applying for a job. And be like, dad, <laughs> my, 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 my wife again? is incredible. She knows all of our socials. She knows our credit card, like our debit card number. Numbers, like if we man. buy something off Amazon, she's just like, give me the phone. And she's and then sends it and it's just uh, I mean she remember yeah I, I I don't even know any I don't know hers I don't know mine I have like a little cheat sheet somewhere <laughs> she should probably find that but. <laughs> it's just out on your like coffee table every day <laughs> on my desk you know for people to see but anyways so I, I bring that out and I was curious about it because I had fallen uh, uh, fallen across come across a video on TikTok mm. of like a realtor lady that was talking about how there was like a guy that was saying like I never have to leave my home to make all these sales on these homes like I don't have to hustle 
hustle. It's so easy to sell houses these days. I'm I'm like crushing all these numbers and this real believe him. And this realtor is like, I don't believe you. Yeah. She's like, I'm out there every single like I'm walking Grinding. up to doorsteps and asking people if they want to sell their home. Like in their house isn't even for sale. Like I'm out there doing the grind yeah. to make this happen. She's like, if this is real, if this is legit, please email me because I'd love to work from home too. Yeah. <laughs> so but I, I I like I I bring all that out because it's like you gotta work hard to make those sales and sometimes you gotta call random numbers just yeah, to make those sales. They're, trying, yeah. they're really wanting to make that money and whether it's legit money or not, someone's out there saying, I'm gonna cold call these people, I'm gonna go to these doorsteps. And in a spiritual sense, I I feel like you can relate that in a way of like we as Christians, we as believers, maybe we need to get more fervent in how we chase after the things of God in that mm. respect. You know, maybe not in a sense that we're like annoying the crap out of people because that's not you know, healthy. But yeah. at the same time, like, shouldn't we be more <sighs> opportunist, opportunistic, uh, or, or more adamant to chase after the opportunity? You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. for myself, I feel like sometimes, like, am I actively looking for every situation? Yeah, I was at Wendy's. No, sorry, Dairy Queen. Uh, you know, we after church, we went there to get a little ice cream or whatever. And uh, the, I was just in the drive-thru, and I just felt really, really strong. Like, invite this mm. teenage kid at the window to come to youth on Wednesday night. And, like, I wanted to give him, like, an ablaze card. So I was searching my car trying to see if I had Where are <laughs> But I think it's something we do need to be aware of. I think we need to be, you know, we the Word of God gives us instructions that we are supposed to be communicators of the gospel. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be, all of us are all supposed to be preachers, and we get scared of that word, but preach just means to proclaim. And we should be proclaiming our faith to people. We should be telling friends and, and family members and coworkers about Jesus and about our church and where we worship. We should be fulfilling the Great Commission, mm-hmm. which is go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, that is not for ministers alone. That is for all of us. And... Um, the Bible tells us that we have this word in our heart and on our lips. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, we just need to work it into conversations and we need to follow like Romans eight fourteen says, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when God impresses upon you, yeah. you know, and I told the students last night, I was like, all right, I know what we're supposed to do. The Lord told me. And we use that. And it's not like he told me like we're talking right. now. I just had a sense. Right. There's like a knowing that like happens. Like a knowing. Yeah. And I get that knowing lots of times like at Walmart mm-hmm. or at the gas station. And I just know I'm supposed to share my faith. Mm-hmm. And that's a biblical truth for all of us. And I think we need to be like those robocallers. I mean, you bring up a very, very good point. We're so lethargic in our pursuit of expanding the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's like we get very comfortable you know what I mean? And, and well, I get it. We've got a lot going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And know? I think sometimes we even get to that place where we're like, I got to wait for the knowing. You know what I mean? Or mm, like, if I'm not feeling true. the knowing, I'm not going to do it. And maybe it's more of like, mm. the knowing could always be there, but sometimes are we in the right mindset yeah. to listen to the knowing? Are we so focused on, I just want to get my Dairy Queen and get home and right. eat that blizzard, you know, and have a good time for myself. And, yeah. you know, and I'm again, no judgment. I'm even saying for myself, like I, we Something all need I've to, get to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. as a communicator of the gospel, but also just as a believer, like, yeah. We should want to get to that place that, for one, that we're comfortable, but mm-hmm. also just excited to share people, yeah. you know, who we have on the inside of us and yeah. how good he's been for us. You know, it's been a handful of months now, but last time on my last tattoo that I got, uh, I was getting one touched up and mm-hmm. saw it with my artist. And, you know, he was like talking to me and he was just asking me, like, how things were going at the church. And it's just so interesting because he's an atheist, but at mm. the same time, he's so willing to at least talk to yeah. me about it and I really appreciated the fact that even as someone 
that isn't a believer. I felt comfortable talking to him yeah. about that. And so it was just really an interesting conversation that I, even in the moment was like, Oh gosh, if I say too much, is he going to be like, this guy's weird. You know yeah. what I mean? But if, even for myself, I had to get over that and be comfortable saying like, you know, this is what I believe. And this is where I believe like happens to when I die. And this is how I believe God is. And he was just like, that's very interesting. He's like, you know, I don't really quite believe that, but yeah. you know, I respect that. And right. it's just cool to, take that leap of faith even when it comes to conversations i think lots of times our fear is so irrational right and really honestly it is about everything yeah like fear is just dumb Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fear appeals to the irrational parts of us yeah you know and i think when we start doing something we realize man what was i afraid of exactly yeah why why was (laughs) i intimidated by this you know um i've never off the top of my head, I can't ever remember sharing the gospel with somebody and encounter, encountering hostility. Mm. And it's like, why am I afraid of this? People are usually very accepting, very willing to listen, even if they disagree, like you're yeah. talking about with the guy. At least he was, you know, listened and he wasn't belligerent and he right. wasn't, you know, hostile towards your opinions. And, and you know, you, now you may run into somebody that is. Sure. But what I'm trying to say is like, we're always afraid of like the worst case scenario. And I think that's what the devil wants. And that's what the devil tries yeah. to do is he starts to like show you all these things of like what could happen. Yeah. Like this is what the reaction could be. But more often than <laughs> not, like that's what it's not going to be. Our mind has zero chill. It's yeah. like it goes so way out there my wife's the worst when it comes to that like if i don't answer my phone immediately she's like he's dead oh yeah (laughs) he must be on the side of the road somewhere so like but that's like our mind is really bad about doing that type of thing but god is really good about giving us a peace of mind Mm. and so i think that as a believer as a person that is trying to share their faith let's try to focus on that side of it it's like okay God's going to bring me peace in this. Let me rely on God because he's going to be the one that helps me in this conversation. He's going to be the one that helps me share his love right now. So no matter what happens, I can at least focus on his love. Yeah. You know, and either way, you're sharing about a good experience Mm. in your life, regardless of what happens, you know? And I think, you know, not trying to step on somebody's toes, but I think like, I, I don't understand why we're we are so willing to talk about other things, but so hesitant to talk about our faith and so hesitant to invite people to church. Like we'll talk about sports. We'll talk about politics. No meaning sometimes. Right. And it's like, I wonder though, sometimes like, you know, do we really believe in this as much as we say we do? Because when you believe in something, there is always corresponding actions. Mm. And if you believe that is the truth, the life and the way, if you believe in eternal damnation or eternal salvation, if you believe in these things, there's going to be a corresponding action of a testimony that's going to come out of you. If you believe in the Great Commission and that we are following him, therefore we are fishers of men. If we really believe these things, there's going to be a byproduct. And like you said, I've got to improve on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and the Lord is stretching me. I can't hardly go anywhere now. Uh, I was at Wendy's, and I actually ran into a former student at oh, Wendy's. Yeah? And so I invited her, and I was like, come out to Wednesday night. Aww. And she promised that she would be here. Um, and so I'm going to keep going back to Wendy's and harassing her. You promised. <laughs> you promised. And, Give me your uh, word. <laughs> but I think it's just about being, you know, it's like what the Apostle Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. We, we just can't be ashamed of this, you know. And I know that the world really likes to have this club to like beat us into submission. You know what I mean? And like, you can't proclaim this faith. Your faith is hostile towards mm-hmm. what I believe in. Your faith is hostile towards my lifestyle. And it's not about that. It's not about our faith being hostility or hostile towards the way somebody's living. It's just we understand that God is good mm-hmm. and we want others to experience that goodness. Right. 
And so it's not that I'm trying to convince you to change your lifestyle. I'm just asking you to be open-hearted to receive his goodness. Be open-minded to receive that maybe he has something good for you, even beyond the scope of eternal salvation, something good he wants to do in your life while you're here before you ever get to heaven and you pass from this life to the next. God has good things for us, and I truly believe that with all of my heart. And in order for people to experience those good things, someone has to tell them about it. And I think a good place to start is if like you aren't exactly sure where to begin the conversation is that you can utilize some of those meaningless topic topics to actually at least start a relationship or at least yeah. start the conversation because it could be a little bit uncomfortable just like, hey, up out of nowhere, like, hey, do you know Jesus? I know a man. Do you know this man? You know, like <laughs> I, I, know I, I understand that like sometimes that's weird because I have done that on like a street evangelism things like, hey, you saved like yeah. and i feel like every time that i've done it that way like it's been incredibly awkward and it takes a little moment to get the the train chugging along and so i i think that you can utilize some of these quote unquote secular things and your your essence your being should be a light unto these yeah. people you should be a person that if you are truly walking with the lord you have the peace of Jesus Christ, yeah. and the peace of Jesus Christ is on you. And so when yeah, you amen. are with people, it should get off onto yeah. them. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. even if you're not directly talking about Jesus in that moment, I believe that mm. if you're a follower of Jesus, that your peace, Jesus' sure. peace, gets off on them. And hopefully it will begin to strike conversation of like, man— there's just something different when we talk with one another. When you actually asked if you could pray for me, like I did feel joy. I did yeah. feel comforted. I, what what happened here? And I believe that that is when the door is open and that is when you're able to start having some of those more meaningful conversations sure. about our Savior. Yeah. I think it's both of them working together, right? Absolutely. It's lifestyle with uh, what we're saying as well. And they need to complement each other. And uh, they should be intertwined, they honestly, be intertwined. because they're not separate. Right. And I think that that's something that as believers, we all fall into a little bit yeah. sometimes. It's like, all right, I'm at my church, so let me talk about my church stuff today. Yeah. And all right, it's Monday, let me talk about the my numbers today. <laughs> you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But really, they're all interwoven with one another. Yeah. Your school no life and your Jesus life. life is your life. Your life, that's right. You know, when mm-hmm. you're at geometry yeah. you know you're not just geometry bill <laughs> right you're 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 christian bill doing geometry right you, you know didn't, you didn't put down your jesus card right i don't even know if there's any bills out there right now i haven't, <laughs> I haven't met a bill in a long time but <laughs> geometry bill or christian bill yeah. hope you're having a good day today <laughs> Do you're welcome job, to bill. come on Stay the podcast if you'd like but, you know it reminds me of romans 10 9 and 10 you know we refer to that in uh church as romans road to salvation mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know, if someone believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth, Jesus is saved. And, you know, for the most part, you know, we have had occasions where someone shows up to youth and they're just like, I just felt like going to church tonight, so I picked this one. Sure. But that's so not normal. Usually, if someone comes to church, Mm -hmm. it's a very high percentile that they got an invitation. Right. And not just a random invitation, an invitation from someone that they know, like you said, that they have a relationship with. And in Romans Road to Salvation, it talks about it in verse 14 of chapter 10, it's like, how shall they call upon his name unless they believe? Mm -hmm. And how shall they believe unless they hear? And how shall they hear unless someone tells them? And then in Romans 10, 17, it tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So essentially, if nobody's talking about Jesus, we're not even giving the world an opportunity to believe in Jesus. Mm. And so we have to take responsibility as the church. And I think lots of times as the church, everybody's like, there's so many issues we have to, so many fires we have to put out, 
But the ultimate call is we're supposed to be bringing people to him. Mm -hmm. And so instead of talking about politics and talking about the woes of the day, we need to be talking about him. Right. Because that should be the forefront of all of our conversations. Right. Because he's the one that can solve all those issues. All those other issues. That's exactly right. Because we can only do so much with our own mind when it comes to fixing policies or stopping issues, stopping warfare, solving hunger, all those things. But Jesus is the only way to actually bring out everlasting change mm-hmm. in those poly- yeah. problems. Those, he's the only one that's going to lead us in the correct path yeah. to get us on the road to a better life. Yeah. And, and if we're not willing to actually go to him for those things, then it's never going to manifest. Yep. And as Jesus has improved my life, it's been able and empowering for me to help others improve their life, right? So it starts with him helping us. It mm-hmm. starts with him fixing us because I was broken, you yeah. know what I mean? And I still have things I'm working on today. But it was really hard for me to help others you know, put the pieces of their lives together when mine was in shambles. And the only thing that changed was Jesus. I did not do this on my own. You did not do this on your own. We, we bended our knee to him and made him the Lord and savior of our lives and made a decision. I'm going to follow you to the best of my ability, Mm -hmm. not perfect, but to the best of my ability. And as I did, I begin to walk in his amazing grace. I begin to walk in the things that he's done for me. And then those promises that are yes and amen because of his death, burial and resurrection, they begin to manifest Mm -hmm. in my life. And that's what I want for everybody else. I want them to taste and see that he is good. Yeah. But I've got to come to the revelation. They'll never taste and see that he's good if I'm not talking about him. Yeah, they need an opportunity to taste. They need a, They need an opportunity. How <laughs> they shall gotta they believe? They got to get served that sweet little cookie of Jesus, you That's know? <laughs> right. How shall they believe unless they hear it? Yeah. How shall they hear unless someone tells them? And so we as the church need to get very bold in telling people about Jesus. And, and we, really, you can use your own life as an example. A, a and, perfect and example. I think that that's sometimes where we get in our head about it. It's like, I don't remember all the scriptures. I don't know all the stories that Jesus did. You don't I, have to. I don't remember everything Paul said. I don't know. How many books did he write? I don't even know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we don't yeah, yeah. need to, re- like we need to have the word in our heart and it's very necessary. But at the same time, you just coming out with what Jesus has done mm. with you personally mm-hmm. is really going to make more of a difference than talking to someone about some scripture that they don't know any, yeah. you know, like to them, that's just pretty words. Yeah. Like you giving your experience with God is going to be so impactful and you don't have to have the exact perfect words to say to share from your heart. Yeah. Because that, that, that is what is going to help them see that yeah, God is absolutely. good. To actually taste it because if they say, hey, if he did that for them, if they did that for Robert, then then maybe he can do that for me. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's a great way to start. If you don't know what to say, start with yeah. yourself. Right. Share your own experience because that is going to be so powerful because it's so real to you. And you look at Jesus, the life of Jesus, when he was recruiting the disciples, he didn't give them, because as you look at the ministry of Jesus, when he was sitting down and he was teaching by the seaside or out on the Mount of, wherever he was teaching, you know, he was referring to Old Testament and New Testament. He was pulling these parables. But when he was just talking with folk, he never really went into depth of scripture. You remember the first disciples, he didn't even share scripture with them. He just said, come and see. Repent. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, but I feel like we can just leave it at that. Yeah. Like you don't have to know all the just at school or at work and you want to, you know, you're, you're sharing your faith. Just tell them, come and see. Mm-hmm. Just come and see what he's done in my life. Yeah. Come and see. Bring them to church. Come and see. You know what I mean? And then let the anointing and the presence of God speak for itself. Yeah. But before that can happen, they've got to get in the room. So right. just give an invitation. Come and see. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have this wonderful explanation. You know what I mean? It's it's not some big, crazy formula. It's just, hey, you know, 
I go to this awesome church. I love Jesus. Come and see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we overcomplicate things. Right. Don't don't overcomplicate yeah, things. Yeah, the process don't let fear is get in your the, mind. The, prof, the, the, the process is really simple. Mm-hmm. It's just like that kid at Dairy Queen and that girl at, at uh, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Thank you. <laughs> it was just an invitation. Yeah. Hey, come to church on Wednesday. Yeah, give them a card. You know, here's our youth ministry. Just come and see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't give a real thorough explanation. And I think lots of times we've got it in our own head that when we share our faith, we're prepared. This has got to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. I've got to confront them in their this sin. This is a battle, and I'm yeah. going to win. <laughs> right. And I've got to confront them in this sin. And again, we refer to Jesus. He didn't, you know, even the woman caught in adultery, he says, they didn't judge you, nor do I. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go and sin no more. Right. So it wasn't about confronting her in her lifestyle. It was about loving her and setting her free right. from whatever was causing her grief in her life. He's like, look, I know what you've been through. I know what you've yeah. done, but here's a better way. Let's go this way. Yeah. It wasn't anything big. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just like, I love you. Now go and sin no more. Exactly. And so don't think you've got to tell them about everything they're doing wrong. And you've got to call this out and you've got to call that out because you don't want anyone to call out the shenanigans in your life. That's and true. we all have it, right? And so you don't want to sow that seed because mm-hmm. you don't want to reap the harvest on that. It's not about calling people out. It's just about, I love Jesus. Come and see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think where I I feel like we're kind of getting at today is that, like, we need to, all of us, all of us, do a a, a little, like, self examination of, like, all right, how can I better take more advantage of opportunities? That's right. How can I be better at seeking out the people that need to hear Jesus Mm. today, the people that need to understand that God is good? How can I be a better communicator in that wing? How can I be better at listening to that knowing? Or even sometimes when I don't know that there's a knowing, look for good opportunities to share your faith. Look for those relationships that you can use to bring them to Jesus Christ. There's opportunity in your life, and we got to take advantage of it. How can we act on those opportunities? You know, and... And I've had to repent a lot. Lord, he gives me a chance and I don't say anything. Right. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I, I apologize. I missed that one. But I want to be really good at acting on the opportunities that he presents mm. us. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like, uh, you remember, I think it was not Bruce Almighty, but Evan Almighty, the one with Michael Scott. Well, oh, I call yeah. him Michael Scott. But <laughs> uh, Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah. And his wife is asking for more family time. <laughs> and uh, Morgan Freeman, who's Jesus or God. God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he says, you're asking me for more family time. Do I just bless you with more family time or do I give you opportunities to spend more time with your family? Mm. Right. Mm. And so like, it's okay. Well, we're asking God, you know, let me be a witness. Be, be a witness. Does he make you a witness or does he just present you with more opportunities to be a witness? Yeah. And so it's about seizing the moment and saying, you know what? This isn't difficult. Yeah. I'm proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm proud of that in all my flaws. I'm still following the perfect one. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm proud of it. And since I'm proud of it, I'm like the Apostle Paul. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. And so if I'm the drive-thru at Crystal's and he wants me to invite someone, which he does, (laughs) then I need to go ahead and say, hey, Come and see. Sounds here, like your opportunities are in the drive-thru a lot. Bro, Dairy all Queen, the time. Wendy's, Crystal's. Well, that's the only, honestly, that's like the <laughs> that's only interaction I have because we work at a church. I mean, I'm trying to get Wesley to come to church. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, I mean, we, my interaction with the world is pretty minimalistic. You know what I mean? So I feel that, it's, yeah. it. But it's about making the most of those right. opportunities, right? Yeah, when like I'm, my when gro- I'm grocery target. store is probably my biggest one. There's yeah. like people, that, when I used to live close to Kroger, there'd be people I talked to all the time. Like, all right, yeah. got to build this relationship. Yeah. Got to extend this invitation. 
invitation to Easter. Like that was my harvest right. field. You know, right. now I've moved. I got to find another one. <laughs> and I do it with my neighbors. You know what mm. I mean? We 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 invite our neighbors all the time. Yeah. But it's just it's just. I think this is what Cody and I and the Holy Spirit are just trying to get to you. Just challenge yourself. Mm. Invite someone to church this week. Yeah. And you know what? I would low-key kind of just single that person out. Invite them every week until you get the desired result. <laughs> yes. Be and, be like that realtor that's knocking on the door saying, yes, do you want to sell your house like today? like that TikTok. That's right. <laughs> My dad had an expression growing up. He said the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yep. And so just be that squeaky wheel in their life. You know what I mean? And even if they come to church just to get you to stop squeaking, then that's fine. I promise you this. If you can get someone to come, the presence of God will change their life. I mean, that's what happened to Pastor Mark, apparently. That's his, what happened his, to all of us. His sister just kept bugging him squeaking, and bugging him and him, squeaking, and he eventually he came and he's like fine I'll go to appease you and now he's a pastor <laughs> you have more influence this is true you have more influence than you think you, you do. do you do and, and you're called to be an influence God has given you a sphere of influence mm. he's He's put people in your life for a purpose right. and for a reason and, and we need to maximize that yes. we need to understand you are an influential person right. you know and use that influence to communicate the gospel both from what Cody said, in your actions, your deeds, and your word, mm-hmm. right? So when you're at work, they can look at you and see Jesus uh, without you saying a thing. But then you go a step further and you give an invitation. Yeah. Let your influence be used in a way that glorifies the king, that helps others come to know the king. Yeah. And as we do that, things in the world will get better because I truly believe this. As more people come to know Jesus Christ, as he can heal more broken hearted, mm-hmm. as he can heal our emotions and help us in our mind, the more people that are touched by him, the better things are going to go in this mm. world. Yes, I believe that. And so we have to do our part and we have to advertise the king that we serve. Amen. And we have to help him. I, I know that it sounds like an oxymoron, help Jesus. <laughs> but we, we do. We have to help him. Uh, you know, I, I know another local church here and they have a, uh, a saying, they say, let's make Jesus famous. Yeah. That's good. You know, and that's what we need to do. Make him famous. Talk about yeah. him. I want his presence to be known by everyone. Amen. People need to understand his presence. They need to feel his presence. And I think that the only way for them to feel his presence is for you to put it on them. Yeah. And, you know, and I know we're kind of prolonging this, but this is one reason, and, and Cody can share here in a minute. The one reason why I'm so adamant about this, my life was so broken. Yeah. I was a mess. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, physically. I was a mess as a young man, and, and, and I gave my life to Jesus, and just from that moment in time until this very day, things have just gotten better mm-hmm. and better and better. So it's not like we're believing in some mythical creature here. Right. We're not believing in some farce or something that's been imagined. I'm, I'm believing in something that I've actually experienced, right. and I've tested it and tried it with my own life, and it's made my own life so much better. Yeah. There's undeniable evidence from where Robert was to where Robert is now by following Jesus on the drastic improvement day by day, year after year, mm. you know, of how God has brought me to this place and has just radically blessed my life. And it's all him, just like the Apostle Paul. It's all him, lest yeah. any man should boast. I'm not boasting in myself. Right. I've done nothing but give my life to him and then endeavor to follow him. And so because I've seen that in my life, it's made me a very firm believer Mm-hmm. in everything I read in the Word of God and how it can benefit us and work to our advantage. And I just want others to experience yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, God has given me purpose. He's given me a love. He's given me family. He's given me friendship. Yeah. I- I've never yeah. been more financially stable in my entire life. Amen. You know, like, God is just so great and merciful and kind. Even when I mess up, He's still just so good. Yep. And I believe that that's, right. that's just what makes 
this relationship so vital mm. is that there's someone that is always going to be there That's for me. That's so good. You know, like Absolutely. he says that he will never leave you Amen. nor forsake you. And, and those words mean that he will never depart mm. or let you down. Yeah. You know, like, like leave mean like he will never be apart from you. Like now that we are in a relationship, like we're together forever. Mm. And the forsaking means that like he will always hold me up. Amen. He will always get me through. He will always be my strength. God will never depart from yep. me. God will never let me down. He and, shall and not allow the righteous to stumble. Exactly. And so that is why it's so important for me is that I want everyone to experience that. I want everyone to understand that relationship. And I, and I hope and pray that you do too. And I want to hit on this real quick because you said it and it just jumped up on the inside of me. Uh, you said purpose. There's a lot of people searching for purpose. Yeah. No one can give you purpose like the one who created you. Mm-hmm. You're right. The one that, that built you <laughs> for one, something. The one he knows your purpose better than your parents, better than your spouse, even better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one who created you, the one that gave you purpose. Yeah. And you know, I know we live in a society. You know, data tells us that people would rather work for a company. Uh, that gives them a less wage, but they're making an impact in the community. Right. Why? Because they want purpose. Yeah. And and that's good. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, your purpose comes from God. And if, and if you're looking for purpose, get to know him and let the creator, the one who made you, reveal your God-given purpose. And there's Amen. so much satisfaction in that. There's nothing that compares to walking out and being the person you were created to be and fulfilling your God-given purpose. It's so satisfying. And so if you're looking for purpose, look no further than him. Yeah, He created you. He gave it to you. He built you in a very specific way to fulfill a very specific purpose. Mm. And that's another reason we need to get people right. in this relationship with him so they can fulfill their purpose. Yeah. You know, and so uh, there's only good things in God. Amen. (laughs) Get lost in Him and you get found. (laughs) So good. I mean, we've been talking about a lot, like some of our leadership meetings, about how every vital or every part of the body is so vital. Mm. And there's a whole big chunk of, you know, Corinthians that's talking about like every piece needs to be intact Mm -hmm. and in in place and and functioning with one another. So that way the whole body can appropriately function. And that's what God's heart is, is for His whole body to, to yeah. live and breathe and, and function with one another mm. and ultimately function alongside him. And that's part of our, our great commission is to go and yeah. make sure people can see that and understand their purpose. Yeah. Find his love and find their purpose yeah. so we can all live this wonderful grand life together. Yeah. So Amen. Oh, that's hard. So do it. It's hard to pull away from do this. Do it. Grab, <laughs> grab somebody this week. Bring them to church. Yeah, work Don't on take them. no Talk for an answer. Them. You know, do it. Do it in love, but just be believe that Jesus is the answer. Yeah. And when you believe that Jesus is the answer, you'll go to great lengths to put people in connection with the answer. Amen. Work that drive through. Knock on do that it. door. Do it. <laughs> when you're in geometry, Bill, if it gets crazy, just start talking to someone <laughs> about how good Jesus is. You got it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we love you guys so much. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.